bullshit, it's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kinda whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A N A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dungate Politics. I am Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. I'm kind of used to like having music behind the talking now. This sounds like... Because of Patreon? Yeah, this sounds like quiet. Um, Why do people plan things on Sunday nights? (laughs) I know, I know, I know. I don't know. Well, as I've learned uh, last night when I went to a dinner... um, this person planned it because apparently they don't have to work on Monday and they were very, very excited to not have to work and to basically keep everyone there till Hostage. one o'clock yeah. in the morning. I went to a concert and I was like, I don't know who needs to have a concert on a Sunday <laughs> night, but this is a Friday night or this is a Friday night, Saturday night game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even Thursday night, you can go to work or do what you have to do hung and feel good about it. But like Sunday nights, I mean, we, this podcast comes out on Tuesdays, but we record it on Mondays. Mm-hmm. And ever since we've started this a year and a half ago, I i mean, I'm always resentful of being invited anywhere. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how dare you like bother me with that? But now I'm super over the top with Sunday night requests or Sunday requests. Because really. of our Monday workflow. Yes. Yeah. Well, because it's an actual work day now. Yeah. So then when I had the announcement of like, well, I don't have to work Mondays. We don't have normal jobs. I was like, I have a job. <laughs> I have a job I have to get up for tomorrow to do. Yeah. There's writing, there's recording, there's editing. There's a whole thing we have to do. Two shows. Yep. We have a full work day tomorrow and Tuesday it's as well. One work day. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, uh, it's. When we used to go to Embassy Row and have to be driving at nine in the morning, and I was like, uh uh-uh, uh. Ew, uh-uh. no, that I was hated awful. that. Awful. Well, whenever dying, I dying. try and think, you know what, let's move the podcast to Wednesdays because I just can't deal with this. Yeah. I always tell myself, like, and it's completely wrong. This mm-hmm. is an error in thinking that absolutely isn't true. I always go back to, you know what, you might as well try and start the week out right. And then maybe you'll spend the rest of the week, like, on track, working out, being productive. Wrong. No. Wrong. No. Haven't done any of that. No. We've, we then stop. Keep trying. After the work is done, we pretend it's the weekend. I know. We're like, I'm so exhausted from that. <laughs> I have a Tuesday night <laughs> through Sunday night weekend. <laughs> exactly. And it's crazy and it needs to stop yeah. because yeah. I'm just getting fatter and fatter and <laughs> uglier and right. dumber and yeah. more, more moronic it's and true. just no. lame. I think eventually we've started slowly the baby steps of, you know, working our way back. It's after the summer. I mean, this is like school just got back started. That's true. So that we're just true. like getting back to school. But <laughs> uh-huh. we were we mm-hmm. were living here together at your house and it was the summer and we were it was going on. It was going on and it was going off. And now we need to be like <laughs> my Airbnb's done. I'm back in my house. We need to be like fucking doing exercise. Yep. Doing schoolwork. Doing schoolwork. Doing, doing our exercise. Shit. That's right. Got to get my Get my, I got to tone up. You got to get your abs back. I got to get my, yeah, I got to get my abs back. I got to get my arms back and my legs back, my butt back, my back back, my front back, my feet back, my hands back. You know what Um, I mean? Got to get it all back. I wanted to say, oh, I wanted to say that um, now when it comes to performers doing something on a Sunday night, that generally means they're not booked on a Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, what do you mean? You know what I mean? No. So, I mean, I know that this concert was cool and everything, but they probably just couldn't get the Saturday night. You know what I'm saying? Oh, or... They put them to Sunday. So their tickets are probably cheaper or whatever. Or it was War on Drugs. So maybe they, Saturday, were in, like... Somewhere. Santa Barbara or something. I mean, it's just generally speaking, like, you know, they always say, like, the best nights are Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then the rest are sort of just, like, throw away. Yeah. You know? But if we can still make money, we can make money. But it's just like, well, we don't want to do it Sunday. We don't want to do it Sunday, but we will. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. And, um, well, I was offended that they called, quite frankly, because I was like, "Uh uh-uh, honey. Um, Well, do you want to float 
um, the question about our New York live podcast okay, to yes. the girls and birds. We're trying to decide if we should go to New York on December 30th to do a live show. It'll either be, I'm not going to say where, but it'll be in the West Village, yep. let's say. And we have an opportunity to possibly do that. But the question is, will anyone come? So it would be a live podcast. Would I do stand up or no? It would just be live podcast. Live podcast? Yeah, maybe it would be the stand up. I mean, we don't know. I might do yeah. some stand up. Maybe not. Or we'll just do the live podcast. It'll be in a small, intimate environment. But we need to know that we can sell it out. So and if you guys know 100 people will come. Yeah. If you guys, a lot of people, you have said or not a lot but the our patreon members have said that they wanted to travel to new york that was right. exciting to them you might not want to travel around new year's but that would be a no. fun time to spend in new york right more expensive though yes and if you would prefer it not be in december mm-hmm. would you like it in november um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now you're traveling mm-hmm. though and it's thanksgiving. thanksgiving yeah the holidays could be hard or are we talking about february are we talking about january what month are we talking about halloween are we talking oh that's interesting I mean, obviously, New York on Halloween is an exciting time. Yeah, I don't very. know if I could get that date, but I think, you know. Well, we could get the we could get the 30th, in which case now people are traveling there for Halloween, seeing our live show and then having Halloween the next night. That's true. It's just a matter of that's true. Well, we'll talk about that. So uh, but <laughs> well, that's the, what we want to know, though. Facebook, go on, leave a message on the Facebook fan page. Yeah. Or um, tweet it or leave it on the Patreon. You don't even have to be a member of the Patreon, I don't think. A subscriber to our Patreon podcast, although you should be, um, to leave a comment right. or, or post. I don't know. That's I, a good, I don't. Mm, I'm not sure, but um, tell us we, how interested or likely yeah. you'd be to go to New York and, and what then, month? Yeah, and when? Um, okay, good. We got a, a a gift. This is one of the rare times we're not just bugging on with a butt, buttload of gifts. And you know what? I gotta say, it's disappointing. <laughs> if I don't have 29 Not gifts, one package came this week. No, no, no. We got one. Oh, that's right. And it was pretty special. We yeah, got that's it. that's true. So, um, it's okay. actually from Michelle Lundquist. You I can, see. I you see. Can, okay. Yep. It's, um, Michelle, I gotta let you know, first and foremost, Julie and I will be getting this as a gift from here on out. <laughs> like, just for people. Oh, I want to give this to Leah Black. She will yeah. absolutely lose her mind. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, it's yeah. it's the gift because we always have, this is our thing with Leah, we always have this thing with her where it's like, what to get the person who has everything? Mm-hmm. It's like, we're going and getting her, you know, $100 truffles or right. $100 flower arrangement. And then we're like, you know, getting our piggy bank out, like, okay, and handing her the flowers, <laughs> like, damn it. And she appreciates and loves and she doesn't even want anything. No. Like, we've liter- literally gotten her, like, Jack Daniels in a pot holder. And she's been like, <laughs> girls! And she's loved it. But this thing, this is the gift to get uh, so, to get the person who has everything. Mm-hmm. It's so dope. It really is. I mean, it's amazing. So tell them about the card. And the okay, company. so here's, let's read the card, and then you can describe what it is. Okay. So it says, hi, Julie and Brandy. Thanks for cheering me up through your misery. We must be on the same wavelength. Love champagne, too, and proceeds from this bottle go to help support LGBTQ youth. Enjoy, get drunk, I'll send my pics so I can get red stringed on your wall. Love, Michelle Lundquist. Michelle, get your damn picture over here, bitch. Um, it is called One Hope. Um, it's Oh, it says it's from California. I never noticed that before. Um, it's champagne. You know, we're going to take a picture of it and post it um, on our Patreon page, but it is um, covered in in rainbow glitter. Like, and I mean, yep. solidly. Yep. Like, like wrapped. Mo- yeah, it's wrapped. It's like wrapped in it. And it's solid, colorful rainbow yeah. gay glitter on yeah. the outside. Yeah. And there's like, it's so classy and yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. Just stunning. Yeah. And like, we're not ever going to drink it. Even no. on the, on our most high, <laughs> we need to drink right now. Everything's closed. We will not open this. We want to have this in the, the drug den to look at because it is a, like a piece of art. You better take it home with you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> bitch, it's staying in here. Um, so thank you so much, Michelle. We love it to death. It's amazing. It really is gorgeous. And if we had, you know what I really wish is that I wish we had an intern like besides Aran, mm-hmm. um, Jesse, who does the, so there's that, uh-huh. um, I want an intern and I, what I, my first job I would make them do is compile all the gifts we've been given with the names of all the people who've given it and then put it in a spreadsheet. Oh, that's good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just to keep it all straight. That's good. Um, because it, we get, it's like. Mm-hmm. You know, it becomes hard to keep keep everything yeah. straight, you know. So uh-huh. mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what that's what our imaginary intern would do. Besides <laughs> like procuring us like drugs and uh-huh. such things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Arranging pictures on the bulletin board. Right. Um, no, they can't come over. Oh, oh, right, right. It's all remote. It's all done remote. Oh, right, right. <laughs> OK. No one can be in here. Oh, right. Can you imagine what would happen? Mm-hmm. Well, we definitely need someone to procure us drugs. We have been um, 
just we we're gonna tell the story on our patreon podcast if you are not a member yet meow meow give them tell them the details (laughs) (sighs) if you're not a member of patreon you should go check out our patreon podcast where you know what we don't do talk about the patreon podcast (laughs) that's right so um we talk about everything under the sun just all kinds of things fun times and it's patreon.com slash dumb gay politics it's one dollar an episode and you get one hour extra a week yeah um we're gonna tell this time about why we need someone to procure us drugs because we tried to like move on to this very 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 swanky drug dealer in la (laughs) that required an app and we almost got shaken down by the goddamn mob (laughs) and this i mean we oof like we had to we have to stay away from the celebrity drug dealers like honestly we thought we were it was already so overpriced everything everything on the menu everything like i felt like we were in the cat house of like drug dealers like i mean way too overpriced yeah but then the way we were shamed oh the attitude (laughs) and believe me it's lucky that you were here with me because i would i can't with this attitude and we would have ended up dead yeah i can't please like i'm just gonna write i'm just gonna i'm gonna text back fuck off and i'm like please don't (laughs) please don't i mean the fucking attitude i should be lucky literally the words were written i should be lucky so uh i just want to say fuck off yeah it's like he, in the on the thing he's like who gave you this number and we're like lana del rey like we, <laughs> <laughs> like fuck you piece of shit uh, <laughs> so we're gonna tell the story um on the patreon even though we're gonna have to really like change the names of the suspects probably mm-hmm. even our own names so that before we get the, the fucking fbi up in here it's just absolutely ridiculous i mean I, i'm so, i just whatever i just can't with anyone in their attitude i don't care i don't care if you're just if you're a straight up celebrity, I'm not having your attitude. I'm not. I don't care. It's beyond this town. Ashley, if your friends from TMZ have a like a, a local drug dealer in the San Fernando Valley, <laughs> we'd like one nearby. Um, hit us up. Um, I can tell some of those people at TMZ party. You know what I mean? Oh, please. I mean, you like, know they they're probably yeah. can't even go to work unless they're high on Molly. <laughs> um, OK, let's get to Eye of the Shit Storm. Shit, take some shit, put it up on the wall, check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall, put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some fuck, put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. All right, so this week the shitstorm is again swirling around Paul Shittafort and his giant veneers. Paul Manafort was Trump's campaign chairman, and on Friday he pled guilty and agreed to cooperate with Mueller investigation. Um, okay, so Paul Manafort basically admitted to all the crimes that Robert Mueller accused him of. Right. From money laundering to bank fraud to foreign lobbying violations related to his work for pro-Russian Ukrainians. But all of those charges will be dropped if he completely complies With this agreement to cooperate, a.k.a. spill the tea on the goddamn Trump-Russia collusion. That's right. That motherfucker spent a year refusing to flip. They love saying flipping. Yeah, they do. Oh, he's going to flip. He's not going to flip. He's going to flip. He's not going to flip. He won't flip. He's a good person. He's not going to flip. Well, guess what? Bitch flipped. That's right. Bitch flipped. (laughs) And uh, though no one seems to know why he suddenly decided to cooperate, everyone thinks it's a big deal. And of course it is that he flipped because he never, nobody ever thought he was going to, bitch flipped. And it is a big deal because Trump and as we we talked about on an earlier podcast, probably a couple weeks ago, Trump and Giuliani were like floating, floating the pardons, floating the pardons, oh. like practically like a letter. Dear Paul Manafort. Yes, you are a good person. We feel bad for you. We're definitely pardoning yeah, you. Just don't flip and we just will pardon you. Right, 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 um, right. Exactly. Well, he flipped. So I guess he's not getting pardoned. I mean, he was I, now. Manafort was at the infamous fake adoption Trump Tower meeting with all the Russians, honey. I mean, all the Russians all were there. All the Russians. Every Russian the was stars. there. Ivana, Svetlana. <laughs> yes. Ivanka. Right. Pulana. <laughs> Stevana. I mean, they were all there. Ivan. I mean, every single one. Okay? Now, now if he has information that Trump knew about the meeting in advance... That could be the key step in establishing felony conspiracy against the United States. And that's a huge and this deal. This is a very important. So also Manafort is like, like so corrupt that at this point he'll say whatever they want to keep his fucking luxury ass out of jail. And I think he has to spend three years in jail anyway. Oh, does he? Yeah. I didn't know that. I believe he has. That's going to be mandatory. Well, then I because don't think he had to. He had to plead guilty to two counts. 
Um, and I can't remember what he had to basically plead guilty to two counts in court, which makes there's nothing they can oh, do. Okay. He has to go to prison. However, what he's not going to prison for is 30 years. And so now he's got immunity from all the rest of the charges. So what, that's why he's flipping. Well, they also say that because now they're like, OK, he'll go. He won't say anything. And then Trump will pardon him on those three years. Right. However, the the rhetoric on that surrounding that is Mueller is no buddy's fool. So no. he's not offering the guy, you know, to drop all these charges unless he knows he has the info he wants. How many women do you think? I'm going to say just assume women because, I mean, obviously, he doesn't, I'm just going to say women are throwing themselves at Robert Mueller. How, sex, <laughs> how sexy is Robert Mueller right now to, to, the, to the lady community? I don't know. He's, he's not attractive in the face. He's giving you very Frankensteinian vibe. Right. However, he's... Real he's, tall. Yeah, well... And he's uh, very, like... I don't know. He's kind of gaunt looking and he's got a big, long face, kind of. I mean... But I just imagine because he's... What he's doing. He's yeah. got to be attracting... His power must be attract. His tall power must be attracting the ladies. He's he's got a he's got a quiet um, dignity. He exactly. has not said a word. That's, that's for right. sure. So you know, so you know, somebody's gonna be at some hotel lobby bar having like a like <laughs> a. I imagine him drinking like a whiskey sour. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. With his attache case, and maybe he's just sitting there, just sort of like, God damn. He probably smokes a cigar, or something gross, and a lady's like, "Fuck this right." Well, you're painting a very attractive picture of him. I know. I'm sure. I would imagine. I don't imagine that he leaves his home. And I think he's probably married. I think he tries to keep himself away from any press. Excuse me. Paparazzi type. You know what I mean? Yeah. Reporters being like Mueller was. You know what I mean? He's trying to really. Well, how about how about this? How about if he's married? Like. How hot is his wife? It's been rejuvenated. (laughs) How hot does his wife think he is? Yes. I, I, Do you think I, they play um, hearings? Yeah, I think, you know what, Bob, uh, if you're getting it and you're getting it good, you find that collusion and you'll be getting it real, real good. <laughs> and you can sit in every hotel bar from here to fucking, you know, Paris mm-hmm. and you will be getting it. So, yeah. All right. Well, I let now I'm going to imagine yeah. he's with his wife and his wife never found him more sexy and they're having like they're playing <laughs> Great. Like, hearings. And yeah. She's pretending to be Russian and she's like, you know, and he's like, are you here for the adoption meeting? And she's like, oh, uh-huh. I'm here for the adoption meeting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Muller. And, you know, they're playing, you know, so good for them. Um, The other thing besides the fake adoption meeting, though, is that now this I didn't know. So I don't know where the hell I've been. But apparently the the other thing that they're trying the real the collusion case is based on two main things. The adoption meeting. And by adoption meeting, we mean we have the collusion. meeting. Yeah, we have the collusion (laughs) meeting. Exactly. Uh Um, And the other thing is apparently during the election in 2016, the Republican Party platform like abruptly changed. Like in the middle of, and it called for providing Ukraine. The, the original platform called for providing the Ukraine with lethal defensive weapons, okay. in quotes. Okay, it was something that almost every Republican in Congress supported at that time. So at the urging of the Trump campaign, it was abruptly changed to, instead of lethal defensive weapons, to, quote, appropriate assistance, which oh. is a far less threatening of course. promise. So Paul Manafort was literally there when they changed the shit. He's well, like I'm standing sure he there. Was. I'm sure he was yeah, there. It was pro- so if he has any dirt, so I'm sure right now it looks like it was Paul Manafort's like directive. Oh, we know he's in God. bed with the Ukraine. But if he has any dirt on if Trump's direct involvement in that, it's curtains for, for, oh. for him. It will be curtains. I mean, how, how can he? He has to. Has to. Mm, because it's like. Are, are, are we supposed to believe that? I mean, I know, I guess that's been the whole thing with Trump the whole time is that they all just sort of like do everything behind his back. Right. But this, but, this Russian stuff just isn't. Well, like the, back. like the guy said on Bill Maher, the one thing that Trump does know is what's going on is he knows what's going on within his organization. And that's what that guy said. Oh, OK, so. So he might not know some of the sh- weird shit that's going on, whatever, but he was 
he's been to Russia five million times. And Paul he's Manafort worked for the, for Trump organization exactly. prior to being his campaign right, thing so for years. These people have known each other, these two guys, like yeah. 20 years. So he knows. Everyone he knows. tries to act like, oh, he just worked in the campaign for a month, which, by the way, it was more than a month. But P.S., he'd been working in the Trump organization for 20 years. So yeah, no, he, I think that's a good point. Like Trump knows his organization. Well, so the last of the T there, mm. which was exciting, was that... So Rudy Giuliani, speaking of veneers, I mean, it's just it should just be called veneers. It should be called. He is all veneers and he is also pinky ring. It should be called veneers organization, though. Paul Manafort <laughs> seems like he has a pinky ring. He does. But Rudy Giuliani has an actual <laughs> pinky ring and I don't understand it at all. And he flashes that thing around like his hands are enormous and that thing weighs a ton. And it's like, I don't care how many pinky rings you put on your tiny man hands yeah. aren't impressing anyone. No. Um. So he's around and he um, he so right after this happened, when Manafort flipped, he puts out this statement. So the statement says, once again, an investigation has concluded with a plea that has nothing to do with President Trump or the Trump campaign. The reason the president did nothing wrong and Paul Manafort will tell the truth. Mm, Okay, literally fucking five seconds later. (laughs) I mean, literally like five within five minutes. Uh The statement, they reissue the statement. Okay, Mm -hmm. and. The part about Paul Manafort will tell the truth was removed <laughs> five minutes fucking later. I mean, they have no shame at all. None at all. Do they think no one's going to notice that? They don't think they don't care. They think even if you noticed it, it was like, well, this isn't we were we we meant another truth. I don't know. They just make make it up like Trump's like, well, what if he thinks that's us giving him permission to tell the truth? Wait, delete it. Send it back out. Yeah, And they're like, oh, God. you know, what? we actually said that before we realized that he um, had flipped. So we're and they'll go ahead and say it doesn't matter. They'll say anything and they don't care. No. And it looked shady because it is shady. And they don't even care that they look shady. No, they don't. They never do. They literally be like, yeah, we're shady. But it's just like, well, you know, it's sunny out. You need shade. Yeah. They're like, whatever it takes for Paul Manafort to know, we actually don't want him to tell the truth. Crazy. We want him to know that our final say is the president did nothing wrong. Right. That's the message that you need to send Paul Manafort. Right. We accidentally sent the message that you need to tell the truth, and we had to delete <laughs> right. that. We we're like, boop, 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 <laughs> yeah. boop. Do not tell the truth. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah. So what do you think is going to happen, like, or how long? I mean, how long do you think it's going to take for him to, to download them on all the, on all the shit? To I download Mueller. I think we within a week we're going to know. Really? I cannot take that long. If you, I, listen, if you were in there asking him the questions, it would take 20, it's two hours. <laughs> so... If these people, this is their job, they're interrogators, they're, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it'll take one week from the beginning till the time they've written the report and released it. It shouldn't take that long. He, they, The questions can't be that complicated. You know what I mean? Well, and then if he does say all the things that are going to get Trump in trouble, they're now going to like go after his like credibility he's you know he's corrupt right. he did all these bad things he's a right. witness that you can't trust and i'm assuming they're gonna have to do he's some liar. stuff under the i mean they can't just come out and they're gonna have to i'm assuming each thing he says too they're gonna then have to investigate i want so, a red bull we had a five hour energy and now you're, you're having a red bull you, yeah you don't feel i want some red bull okay okay <laughs> <laughs> okay i thought you were in the, I, I, okay <laughs> do you can you believe how much no energy we have when we had a five hour energy <laughs> I keep on thinking, God, we're so low energy. I'm like, and we had a five hour energy. Maybe those don't work. I don't know. Maybe they don't. Do you feel it at all? Not really. (laughs) I feel like you're going to fall asleep. I don't feel it. No. All right. Well, maybe um, the next segment Mm. will wake you up. Um, Let's not say we're asleep. Well, I mean, maybe the next segment will um, get you going, get you revved up (laughs) because it's um, douche capates. Oh. Long, long time ago. From a place you'll never know Came a little red dude and played the blues For a few fucking pates and dudes He said, I think I've got a fucked up I might as well fuck shit up One thing I think I know for sure Is that my name is Douche Douche, not a bag in a good shot That motherfucker's name is Douche uh, That's Mr. Douche to you This segment is called Douche Capades, and it's pretty self-explanatory. You know what I mean? Well, whenever there's a severe storm warning, <laughs> there should be a Douche Capades warning. <laughs> yeah, because right. wherever there's a hurricane or a tornado, there's a bunch of douchey news people not far behind. And lucky for us, Meow Meow has compiled a bunch of the absolute douchiest news anchors 
reporting from the literal middle of storms. Well, okay, so we've been like obsessed with the hurricane coverage. And I understand it's now become a thing, which I didn't realize, and I don't mean to be to pile on, okay, to the hurricane coverage. However, uh, I mean, you would think that. Um, and by the way, was it even a hurricane? I think it got well, downgraded it got, to a severe it, storm. It, it did. So it was a. So okay. So let's start at the beginning. So now the best thing about these storms also are built up. It doesn't just happen that there's a hurricane and all of a sudden. Now we're here and there's a hurricane. There's always a buildup because there's a complete weather center that's been that's tracking weather and knows They're when like, a hurricane's coming. A cold coming. front is meeting that's a right. warm front. That's and right. It's swirling into that's, the exactly. So <laughs> we know when it's going to come. So we have like sometimes a couple days, sometimes a week. Now sometimes with a tornado, sometimes with a tsunami, there is no, there's none. Or if there's an earthquake, there's a tsunami. You don't know what's going to happen. So fine. Those things. Like my favorite story in the whole entire world ever. I mean as far as just without the deaths involved, is me standing in front of my TV right, in my bedroom yes. and I'm on the phone with you and then there's a huge, that huge earthquake Ugh, in with, Thailand. Yeah, in Thailand. And you're like, oh my God, that's the most scariest, I would, that's the scariest thing, that's the scariest catastrophe I would never want to be in. And I was like, earthquakes aren't even that scary. The thing that's to be scared of is a tsunami. And I'm standing there staring at the TV and a tsunami. <laughs> I'm like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah. I cannot believe that just happened to these people because... There's uh uh-uh, there's no surviving that. I mean, you got to really be No, and some people did survive and the fucking terror nightmare that they have to live with now. I mean, so okay. Well, with this let's the this is not a tsunami. So, it's, it's still horrible <laughs> Although and they there's did flooding get, and they did kind of get covered It's in water. pretty awful yeah. and obviously it's still a natural disaster, but when it comes to the coverage of it, it gets a little excessive, okay? A little. Now, the best thing about storms, of course, is the buildup. So just like other news, anchors and news people love to ponder what will or could happen. Speculation. Cable the, news, the speculation. The endless speculation goes on from the beginning to the end. They'll still speculate even after the storm. No. So And also the level of hard-ons they get. Oh. The second it's maybe going to be a hurricane. Oh, please. They're all just, they're just oh. a gog. They like just can't oh, handle. They cannot handle. Yeah. <laughs> now, pretty much as we know in general, 90% of the news is speculation. So, right, it's speculation news. Now, uh, you know, it's like, well, if Manafort says this, this will happen. If he says that, this will happen. We don't know. What, what, what if he flips? What if he doesn't? Even now, when we talk about we, we're trying to just give you what we know, that has happened. What will happen? We don't fucking know because it hasn't happened. No, exactly. So we don't know. So we don't necessarily have all the answers, but okay, so fine. Same for weather. The weather center is predicting a level 76 hurricane and will hit landfall in three days. We're not completely sure, but we absolutely know this. We know Trump is an asshole. We know 3,000 <laughs> people are dead in Puerto Rico. It's Trump's fault. And if we let this one get out of control, we have all learned nothing. And we're all Trumpian sized pieces of garbage. So that's part of the reason why we're going to try and figure out what could happen every which way and not leave one possible stone unturned. Other reasons include there's no actual news. News anchors love going on location to storms and natural disasters because they're too afraid to go to war. (laughs) Try and think about that one for a minute. And when you see them doing their coverage from there, you would swear to God they were in the middle of a fucking war zone. They act like they're in Afghanistan. Yeah. And And it's like you're in wind. Yeah. You're at you're in Myrtle Beach. You're in in the wind. wind. Exactly. (laughs) So let's take it down a a notch. You know, I love you like to put on your best slicker and poncho and love yelling and being windblown and walking (laughs) through water and wind and looking concerned and like you're helping people because like you're in the Red Cross, but you're just being blown (laughs) with wind. Okay. so now we've seen, for example, uh, there's a lot of different people who are doing it, but one of the one of the MSNBC's faves to send on location for the pre and post dramatic event is Mariana Atencia. But wait, let me say okay. your thing is that the news anchors, not just the reporters, but the news anchors who yes. are normally in the studio yes. need to get out. Yes. And nobody needs it's like when they all went down to like the camps or not, you know, yeah, like the immigration. The, camp. Yeah. It's yeah. like, what are you doing there? Velshian rule or yeah, whatever. Exactly. And they do it a lot. And <laughs> Velshi is one of the ones. Right. Because. But I would, did want to just highlight the fact that, yes, I do have a thing about news anchors who leave. Chris Hayes does it, too. And they want to go and put on their casual fucking, you know, button down that's flip flopping right. or their polo uh-huh. shirts right. or whatever. And their slickers and be like, look at me. I'm in the world and I'm in win. Well, but the they're same- going for that Pulitzer without going right. to Afghanistan, like you said. Exactly. They're not going to war. They're going to weather. 
Yeah. So trying to get that Peabody. So, but there are, so there's news anchors and then there's reporters, but even the reporters, but the thing is that when the reporters go, they're still dealing with the anchors. So the anchors are still involved. And I think the anchors have like a FOMO where they're, they're, right. they're, they're, they're jealous of the reporters. So, and you'll see it like in these clips, like where the reporters are like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. And then the anchor's like, oh God, you better get into shelter, Jerry, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And it's like they wish they were there right. having someone being told to them to get into shelter. Yeah. Cause they're, they're like dying telling the producer like, God damn it, Jim. That's going to be a viral video. And right. what am I doing? I'm here. Right. I'm sitting here. I'm just sitting I'm here. in the studio. Oh God. <laughs> and so they want to act like, are you okay? Are you all right? <laughs> Oh, God. I mean, I can't believe that happened to him. I know. I hope he's all right. Yeah. And they have to look concerned. I mean, it's just yeah. like all that. So one of N- MSNBC's favorite pre and post dramatic event correspondents uh-huh. is Mariana Atencia. Now, that's that pretty one. Right. I believe she's Venezuelan. I'm yeah, not sure, but Venezuelan. she speaks Spanish. So she goes to a lot, certainly things and she's out in Miami. So she does a lot of the stuff where right. if she and she'll do things where she speaks Spanish to people and then she'll speak. She English. was at all the camp immigration. All camp. the immigration. But I'll tell camps. you this. I like loved her because she's like the prettiest reporter on TV. Yeah. Until I heard her say like in studio, like, you know, I came from Venezuela 10 years ago and I wasn't even a citizen. And now this is only in America. Could I be sitting here? And I'm like, bitch, I hate you now. <laughs> I don't need to know that you job. that you made it and did your career in ten years and probably didn't even speak English and didn't even right. have your like weren't even a citizen right. and now you're this is how successful you are I'm like where did I go wrong Yeah how annoying how <laughs> yeah. annoying Well she's also one of the ones where if depending on who and I know this is an overused cliche joke or whatever but it's like depend you can also <laughs> you know so on this there there if a white person is saying it's Mariana Atencia. Yes. Or if it's another Latin person, it's Mariana Tantia. Oh, of course. You know course. what I mean? Yeah. And there's that whole thing going yeah. on. Yeah. Now, she says it that way herself. Of course. Correct? Well, yeah. Yeah, of course. So, uh, which I always enjoy. But this is a this is a little clip of her. This is what I... Now, for me, I, I don't know what's more annoying. I don't know if it's more annoying when they're pre the actual storm and just meeting people and be like, what are you going to do? What are you doing to prepare for the storm? Or... I'm standing here and it's windy, but it's not that windy. Yeah. And uh, whoa, there's a leaf. Um, I'm, I'm okay though. The leaf blew by me. Um, there's going to be many leaves flying through. I'm going to ask the different um, citizens of this area what they're going to do with leaves that, that that blow by them too. And then they love to also when somebody won't leave their house. Yes. Like they're not. I've talked right. to many people who are not. They're staying. They're saying they're going to right. stay home. And here she is. And she's saying, I'm staying put. And it's like, uh, so <laughs> here's her pre-storm also talking to somebody. Okay. Okay. And uh, Marianne says, Ali, the weather turned just in the last half hour. We're definitely now getting a glimpse of the sheer power of Hurricane Florence. You can see we're getting the rain. We're definitely it's, feeling the wind. It's raining. And the waves and I mean, it's hurricane. not really. Not, her hair isn't bigger. even blowing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Her sleeves are rolled up and her hair is not even blowing. The past couple of hours, now it looks like a ghost town people hunkering down people there's no one around there's no one hunkering nothing compared to what we're gonna see in the next 12 to 20 yes hours what we're gonna see is gonna be incredible can you believe what I we're gonna see paul over here here's paul who's been standing by scary, a boarded paul. up window tell me again not even a blowing to go when you saw the storm was slowing down did that ease your concerns or the opposite oh the opposite uh, definitely did not uh, change my mind it looked like uh, with the storm slowing down uh it grows a lot so this is fascinating change, paul thank uh, you right? for your two cents lot, but uh i mean it, uh, the- this is how interesting it is okay she's going to talk to him she's going to walk around just in rain and just describe what could happen in 12 to 15 hours. And okay. 24 seven with this shit. 24. I was like, seven. Talk, talk about a slow news week, girl. 24 seven. So she's, and there's a, you can go online, look for her shit. There's a million clips of her in a million different places. And she's doing all this kind of shit. And she's in, in the storm. She's after the storm. It's, and it's also the same shit after the storm. Same shit. How is it now that your house is flooded? What are you going to do? And it's like, what do you think we're going to fucking do? We're going to fuck. We're fucking upset. And all our shit's flooded. Like, it sucks. What do you think? Yeah. Now, Mariana is an exact. OK, so she's not a news anchor. She's a reporter. Right. OK. She's like a correspondent. So she's a correspondent. So this is actually what she does. Fine. Right. Now, a person, however, who doesn't do that, for example, 
is Ali Velshi of Velshi and Rule. Right. He's in a suit. He's in the studio with Stephanie Rule. They do the news from the studio. That's what they right. do. Right. One of the criminals that headed on out to the immigration oh, camp. Major criminal. Major <laughs> criminal. Major criminal. Chris Hayes also guilty, guilty, guilty. I mean, guilty, guilty, guilty. <laughs> needs to go on location. Also needs to be in a diner. Needs to be in a fucking yep. field. Needs to be <laughs> yes. just like, what are you doing? Needs to do a podcast, Chris. Oh, exactly. We're talking to you, Chris. That's right. So Rachel Maddow's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I'll be in my fucking pontoon, pontooning, <laughs> exactly. fucking, what's her butt? So here, so I pulled a clip of Ali Velshi is in front of a marina in a pattern casual button down with his sleeve sloppily rolled up because that shows a person who cares. Right. He needs to be on location doing exactly what he does in the studio, just in front of a boat, literally. <laughs> okay. He's wearing his shirt. He's real. He's outside. He's approachable. He's approachable. Nobody has to feel intimidated, nope, even though nope. his house won't be ruined. The, here's the here's the there's this is the thing with this clip that I think is so amazing is that he's he's actually outside and he then is interviewing the weatherman. So he's doing a reverse thing. He's interviewing the weatherman who's in the studio. Oh, and is it that one guy with the whatever? It's just like, why are you outside interviewing right. the weatherman? You're outside. The weatherman's inside the studio. You never, you need to go outside. No. It, I, it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Okay? So here. Hurricane Florence. I'm live in Wilmington, North Carolina. The state's governor issuing this standing this in front of boats, okay? The time to prepare is almost and over. And he's letting you know it's very, very urgent. Yeah, they might the be like, oh, early maybe the boats Friday will rock. Morning, maybe Thursday the waves night, will show. And not one uh, rocking that, boat, okay? It's not even raining. It's not even raining. see more than three feet of rain. At the same time, residents could be with tropical speculating. For up to 60 straight hours. We could. We don't know. For 24 straight hours. Could be. This place that I'm in right now might be under hurricane force winds for 24 hours. Think about that. New video. This is it. Just in from the International Just Space in, Station. But he's standing outside. How okay. massive this storm is. It's swirling at 130 miles big. We're not saying it's not big. Across the Atlantic, moving at about 17 miles per, per hour. Joining me live is Ken Graham. He's it's the live. director of the National Hurricane. I Center. thought he'd Can walk out outside. Nope, he's inside right a studio. <laughs> I, I want to ask inside you one thing the studio me from Miami. There are different types of forecasts. There are different forecasting models, and they show slightly different things. Why are there different Snore. forecasts? And why snore do we straight do- up okay. snore so, pie with yawn sauce now in looking for the hurricane clips from hurricane florence i found something that was really funny and that was that there's a lot of different things and ali Velshi was like in the he was in the wind he was in the rain he was walking through the streets he was in the hurricane he was he's been there since the beginning and he's in and out whatever but there was something i found from hurricane sandy that was even better so he apparently has been doing this for a while so he this went is to his her- jam this is his jam so I just need to play this just so you can hear and you can see. And it's better for you to see the clips just so that you know. He's he's in the street. It's raining and it's flooding. Okay. Which one was Hurricane Sandy? That's in New York. Okay. And. Stop barking! How bad is it So for he's you in Jersey in right now. Right now. You can hear the wind, gusts, he's he's moving around like he's going to fall down. They have the camera really far back, okay? He's wearing a poncho, he's he's yelling, oh, the sound went out, oh my god, they the sound that. went out, the That's sound went out. That's their favorite. There goes a car, a car just drives by him. He's, it's crazy, it's a storm surge. They want everybody who doesn't have a reason to be outside uh, in, in everybody be inside now including you Allie behind him come a bunch of guys <laughs> jumping and dancing they're dancing in like shirtless. a shirtless because they don't give a fuck okay like right at the part where he says they want everybody who doesn't need to be outside three dancing buffoons yes. come behind him right also why don't you go ahead on inside yeah go inside like okay so and of course, during Hurricane Florence, it's a state of emergency and the flooding is real and it is horrific and it's whatever. And I don't want to diminish it in any no, way. We're just making fun of the reporters. Yeah, it's all about the reporters. We're not making fun of so, the storm or people, what they. But right. No, of course through. not. But I wanted to. So I found a mashup and I can see I can see that it's starting to happen online, that people are starting to. Oh, actually, I'm going to play this one first before I play the mashup. Let me play this one first. So I found this one. So there's also local people 
who go to the hurricanes. So local, like, for example, oh, yeah, I they found, do it for the news station. Like, they'll be like, send out your local yeah, person. So, so here's a guy from ABC Chicago reporting from North Carolina. The wind is not that bad, but of course, it's 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 so bad. The wind is horrible. And this asshole standing in the middle of an intersection. And as he's talking, no one's out, no cars, no people. All of a sudden, a piece of what looks like a big piece of tinfoil flies at him. <laughs> And they act like the motherfucker was attacked by ISIS. Okay, <laughs> so you just and this is a perfect example of like the the news anchors are in on it. They wish they were there. That guy's it's it's the Mighty, the, the, the thirst is from now. Okay. Well, Leslie, fill it back to you. Ted, before we let you go, some of these. Here comes another gust. Well, here comes another gust. Well, we've seen we've seen people wandering around a little bit. Are those reporters out covering, or or are you seeing residents in the area just kind of coming out and taking a look at things? Like what? Uh, Are are people coming out and taking a look at things? Reporters out driving around. Uh, but as we as we turn around, he's now, in an intersection where it's literally just raining and a little a bit of wind. The, the people who have stuck around that gentleman down there. This is this is Hurricane Florence. Uh, whoa, oh, whoa. whoa, look out. <laughs> he's hit by the tinfoil. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm OK. I'm OK. okay. That was just not, I'm not cut. Not cut. Uh, I'm not cut. A bit of a surprise. Uh, what was it? Okay. Tinfoil from someone's like crack. Somebody was cooking crack on a piece of tinfoil? Oh. All right, Ted. Um, okay, Ted, we're going to let you go. Seek shelter. Perfect example of a huge piece of tinfoil that's going to come flying at you. I know, it's just horrible. Well, I'm glad we're safe and sound right here in this studio. <laughs> Me too, I wouldn't want to be out there. That's just horrible. I mean, so I'm going to leave it with, with this mashup so that people can hear what these, okay? That gust took me off my feet there. This is what it's like covering Hurricane Florence. The deck that we are standing on, boards have started ripping up from the end of it. ABC chief meteorologist Ginger Z found the situation too dangerous. Too dangerous. The boards are coming up. Let's go ahead. We're going to go in, guys. Please, take shelter. Please, Ginger, please. Everyone, take shelter. She revealed the balcony floor had ripped from underneath She's holding a two-by-four. These boards popped up and could have killed me. They called me names. They hate me. They bullied her on Twitter. Now this big, this this guy here. Please let the weatherman on Radio Island come. He's blowing, blowing, blowing. There's now a clip online of this actual guy they're talking about again, forcing himself against the wind. Forcing. Oh, they love that, like the horizontal walking. But they saw people walk behind him again, like the guys who were dancing. Completely normal. Completely normal. And so people are like, stop acting like you're fucking blowing away. You're not. Yeah, they're laying it on. They're laying it on. And it's just stop laying it on you guys cut it out because honestly and again we we feel horrible and people 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 have died you know what i mean that's all the thing the death count that's what the news can't wait for it's like okay we've got three deaths and they just because the more deaths that's the real news you know what i mean so they're waiting for like the actual news but like when people lost their entire homes i'm talking about an entire like float away no i'm talking about in the fire in california an entire like practical you know 10 blocks or whatever lost their all of their belongings and their entire homes and had nothing but the clothes on their back and their car yeah and it's like there was no way to go in there and walk against like i'm burning up i'm in the fire look at me smoke inhalation i can barely breathe there was no way to exploit it and it was so incredibly sad it wasn't even there was no way to even milk the news because it was people's loss was so it's fucking intense like i mean that was like one of the that I think about it to this day. I'll just be like, I don't even understand. Anytime there's a storm now, I think about that. Like, wow, these yeah. people like lost everything. Right. And a fire is so, I mean, not that this isn't, it's not to compare them, but you're right. They can't exploit fire because they can't walk through it. Right. And believe me, they wish they could. And you know, yes. they're coming up with a suit <laughs> and, right. a, and a camera that right. can walk through fire <laughs> yeah. so they can put on a mask and be like, we're in the fire. <laughs> Luckily we have a, <laughs> this suit, that we can talk to you through the flames are huge (laughs) i mean like they would they wouldn't even be able to do it i mean there were some some of those floods they can't they won't even the thing is they'll exploit that shit but they won't exploit stuff that's when all the pigs drown and all the dogs drown and all the barns animals drown they're not showing that no it's 
so horrific. <laughs> yeah. They're only showing them blowing in the wind. Yeah. And then they want to show people's property damage. Right. While right, someone's standing right, there like right. on their upstairs balcony, right. half their house is covered in water and they're like, I've been living here 40 years. This is the worst I've ever seen it. And they're right. like, thanks bud. Yeah. And they keep going and <laughs> exactly. it's like, dude, man, I mean, it's sad. Of course it's right. awful, but, but stop exploiting that shit and, and, and editing it to the way that, it, that, that, fits your narrative for your to wear your poncho yeah like exactly. cut the shit like i don't we don't need to see your north face slicker and your casual button down like stay in the studio and also like just report on the news and if people need to a number to call for the red cross put it up right that's it you don't need to be walking around talking about where's your shirt look at me in a poncho i'm no, I'm, I'm, I'm yelling i am yelling this is so bad walking like, horizontal walking hor- against yeah. the wind or and if you need to do that go into an actual war that's right. Have bullets zinging by. Yeah, you better have bullets and be in an actual war zone. That's not a war zone. That's weather. No, yeah. Well, that's what makes it douchecapades. Um, but now it's time for Judge Julie, who is amazingly similar to regular Julie, to give us her verdict on the Supreme Court nominee, Brett Kavanaugh. Court is now in session. Please welcome me, Judge Julie. Welcome. Thank you. Today we've moved the court to Washington, D.C. and are airing live from the White House where this piece of shit has been all day. Bailiff Brandy, hello. How are you? I'm fine. Great. (laughs) Wonderful. I know you're very happy to be here. All right, everyone, sit or whatever. So in my courtroom today, we have a special treat. I wasn't sure I would ever, ever have the pleasure of having another judge in my courtroom. But yes, it's judge to judge. It's Judge Julie on Judge Brett Kavanaugh. However, up until this actual moment, I thought it was Bruce. I thought it was Bruce Jenner Kavanaugh. But it's not. It's just Brett Kavanaugh. But if you slip, it's Bruce all through your notes. That's right, right. Judge? That's right. It's Bruce all day, all night. Uh, I've literally, in my notes, only have Bruce written here. Bruce Kavanaugh. I don't know why I thought it was Bruce, but whatever. Uh, For anyone who hasn't been watching the news and doesn't know who you are, you fuck, let me just give a little background. In fact, I just want to call you Bruce Kavanaugh, because I want to. You're a graduate of uh, Yale Law School. Uh, He worked for Kenneth Starr. Uh, you remember that disgusting toad licker oh, uh, yeah. who prosecuted President Bill Clinton over the Monica Lewinsky fucking. He just came out with a new book, I think. Of course he did. Bruce then went to be one of the lead writers of the controversial Star Report. Bruce. I don't know if anyone knew that. Uh, Brett actually clerked for Anthony Kennedy, whose seat he's looking to penetrate. Brett is apparently a beloved conservative legal figure, and his colleagues and friends say he is just in the same mold as Clarence Thomas... You might remember as old pubes on the Coke can and Anton and Scalia. You'll remember from such gems as this quote from his written decision from June 2015, Obergefell versus Hodges, the decision that legalized same sex marriage. Quote, this is Anton Scalia. One of the uh, this is who conservatives love. When the 14th Amendment was ratified in 1868, every state limited marriage to one man and one woman and no doubt. And no, no one doubted the constitutionality of doing so, since there is no doubt whatever that the people never decided to prohibit the limitation of marriage to opposite sex couples. The public debate over same sex marriage must be allowed to continue. But the court ends this debate in an opinion lacking even a thin veneer of law. The opinion is couched in a style that is as pretentious as, as it its content content is egotistic it is one thing for separate concurring or dissenting opinions to contain extravagances even silly extravagances of thought and expression it is something else for the official opinion of the court to do so wow oh equality you're so silly wow what amazing company you're in bruce your company reminds me of a harvey weinstein rape party so brett today What are you you on trial for? You're on trial for your judgments, your opinions, your personality, and your face. I know we're all allowed opinions, whether they're gross and terrible, but not when you're going to be on the Supreme Court. In this case, your judgment should be, at the very least, it should be right. So here are your accounts. And I got 
this information from Politico.com. On count one, abortion and birth control, Kavanaugh argued in 2015, dissent that Obamacare's mandate for contraception coverage infringed on the rights of religious organizations, a stance some religious liberty groups have hailed. He also dissented from a decision last fall that permitted an undocumented immigrant teen to have an abortion. On workers' rights, you wrote 2016 opinion saying employers can require workers to waive their right to picket in arbitration agreements. On immigration, supporters of immigration restriction praised Kavanaugh for two court cases. In one, he opposed granting special visas for Brazilian workers when American workers could also do the same job. In the other, he argued that a union election was void because undocumented immigrants had voted in it and tainted the results. Religion in schools, Kavanaugh suggested he may be open to widening the flow of public funding to religious schools. In an essay last year for the American Enterprise Institute, he cheered the late Chief Justice William Rehnquist's efforts to reverse prior Supreme Court attempts at erecting a strict wall of separation between church and state. God knows we don't need a strict wall between church and state. He also, in December of 1990, was in favor of a Texas high school's policy allowing the use of a public address system for student-led and student-initiated prayers at school football games. He, you, On the environment and climate change, you weighed in on dozens of environmental cases because of your seat on the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, widely seen as critical of many Obama-era rules from the EPA. In 2012, for example, you wrote a decision that rejected the EPA's attempt to curb air pollution that crosses state lines. We don't need that. God knows we don't need that. Isn't Article. it funny how God people don't care about nature at or all, the earth? At all, at all. Article after article after decision after decision where you just fall short, you and now we've got sexual assault. Not just harassment, but actual assault. According to the New Yorker article, the incident took place in the early 80s when Kavanaugh was a student at Georgetown Preparatory School and the woman attended a nearby high school. She alleged in the letter that Kavanaugh held her down at a party and attempted to force himself on her. She claimed that he and his friend, who'd been drinking, turned up music to muffle the sound of protests and Kavanaugh covered her mouth with his hand. She was, however, able to free herself. He was drunk. And also, I want to say the woman is a professor and passed the lie detector test. Right. I just wanted to add that. So who are you going to believe? I don't know. And now you're being considered to sit on the Supreme fucking court. Well, I'm the new judge and jury, bitch. You don't have your butt buddy Chuck Grassley to defend and keep away all the women in the world who are onto your stupid fucking ass. And I've decided, no, you will not be on the Supreme Court. You will go home and stick your head in a toilet and flush it until you're in the sewer where you belong. If you look Rape to table? You're going to be raped to table. <laughs> and you, sir, look rape to table. You're a condescending, entitled puppet who is clearly controlled by the conservative establishment. Your tongue is still brown for being up Anton and Scalia's asshole. And I don't care if you were a teenager when you attempted to rape someone. That entitlement has led you to exactly where you are, in front of me. And you know what? I'm a specialty in getting rid of rapists. So we'll see if you make it even home. I believe not only you're a puppet, I believe you are easily bought and paid for. I believe that you are corrupt as all your idols. Donald Trump doesn't call someone last minute because they're a good judge. He calls them because they're a piece of shit who can get paid off. I find and it's also funny that he, he doesn't believe that sitting president should be indicted. Uh, that's but he, right. But he headed up the star report. Exactly. You fucking hypocrite. I uh, find you guilty and I find you just awful. I hate your voice. I hate your face. I hate your hands. I hate the way you avoid questions. I hate the way you drink your coffee during the hearing. And I can't stand your judgments. I hate the way he drinks the coffee. It's disgusting. I hate it. It is. I hate the way he takes the notes. Too. Oh, the way you take your notes. I'm putting that. That's an extra count. <clears throat> You're on the wrong side of the law and we don't need your notes, babe. You will not sit on the Supreme Court. You will not even be allowed to listen to the Supremes or even have a Crunchwrap Supreme. We don't ever want to see you again. You will stay on house arrest for the rest of your life. And by house, I mean the bridge you live under with the other trolls court is adjourned now it's time for so there's that um i just realized at this point in the episode that um Julie's done the lion's share of the work. <laughs> I was wondering why, like, this day seemed this seemed so easy. Um, I kind of <laughs> like it like this. Um, now I know you've you've had two segments prior to this, um, but this one, uh -huh. however, challenges you in a different way. So 
Um, I look forward to it. This is the part of the show where um, Julie has to find a so there's that moment and all the dark, negative, angry shit swirling around the world. She hates doing it because yelling about racist Supreme Court nominees is much, much easier. Not only because it comes more naturally to her, but also because finding a ray of light in today's dark times is really fucking hard. And this bitch has to do it every single week. So you def deserve some credit for that, meow meow. So let's hear what your so there's that is for this <clears throat> week. Um, it's kind of just another Judge Julie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But okay. So it's pretty simple. This particular so there's that on the heels of Bruce. Those Kavanaugh. were all three Judge Julies, basically. Yeah, basically. So now we've got three so Judge Julies. So fine. I'm just judgy and. We can turn this podcast into Judge Julie and I'll just sit here and chime in. (laughs) I'm gone. So, um, yeah, like this is pretty simple. Like on the heels of Bruce Kavanaugh and the atmosphere of conservative values. um, Let me play this clip. Everything involved in an abortion is sin and it's wrong. I actually believe it's evil. And so there's no value in things that are evil. The child is ripped limb from limb while it's still alive, while his heart is still beating. Not true. I'm a mother. Oh, God. I loved my pregnancies. I loved my children. I'm now a grandmother. This is actually important. When a woman becomes pregnant, she loses a part of herself to someone else. Most of us want that because it's beautiful. It is not that way for everyone. We can sit here self-righteously and decide that we always know best for every person, but we do not. There is no reason to come back here session after session and make it more and more difficult and drive women back into the shadows of illegal abortions because it's exactly what this will do. They will not stop having them. They've always had abortions. We have always had abortions. Women have always had abortions. And that will always be something that will be sought. If you want to stop abortions, then help me stop unwanted pregnancies. Boom. Exactly. So this is from um, that state representative in Texas, Donna Howard. This clip is from a new documentary called Reversing Row, and it's the subject for today. And everyone, go watch it. Now... It could just be that. That could just be, so there's that. I know. However, wouldn't it be funny if you played a clip and you're like, so there's that. Now, not only do we need to re-educate ourselves on the fact that not only does this administration want to reverse Roe, it's important to understand that we can't get complacent. What we think is just logic or rationale or take for granted. And believe me, don't take for granted what you have. This doc is very informative and important for right now. There's women who are heroes and working for us and sticking their necks out in conservative places that we forget exist. In L.A., I'm sure I can walk up to Planned Parenthood and Cedar sinai and fucking order an abortion to my heart's content. But in Oklahoma and Missouri, where one doctor named Dr. Colleen McNichols works for Planned Parenthood. Um, There's probably a food truck here that does abortions. Here's what she, <laughs> <laughs> Here's what she has to deal with. This is Missouri. That with the climate is pretty tense around the abortion issue in Missouri. Missouri used to have several places where you could get an abortion, but over the last decade, more and more laws and regulations have been passed. Parenthood confirmed the Columbia Clinic has stopped performing abortions. And because of that, it becomes harder and harder to provide that care. Last Thursday was the last day women could have an abortion at the clinic. And now there's just one abortion clinic in Missouri. Oh my God. Yep. She's a lady that does abortions. The Planned Parenthood in St. Louis. God does love you. Please think about what you're doing today and not do that. These babies don't want to die today, Colleen. When I started out, I thought abortion would just be part of my practice, that, you know, just like people need hysterectomies, people need abortions, and I will take care of my patients who need those. But I realize that in conservative states, it can be very hard to get an abortion. And so I became a physician who really focuses on abortion care. I live in St. Louis, but three out of four weeks I'm traveling somewhere. And it might be Monday and Tuesday in Oklahoma, Friday and Saturday back to St. Louis. 
then the following Monday in Wichita, which is one of the four places where I provide abortions. I think that's where Andy Cohen's from. I had no St. idea Louis. that it was that conservative yeah. there. Now, in my opinion, much like gay marriage, abortion is not just about abortion. This is an issue that is about our autonomy and our right to determine what we do with our bodies on every level. I'm of the opinion a woman can make that decision completely on her own, but I understand why people think a man should have a say since he was involved, and that's fine. I just don't think he does. There's all different ways and all different levels of care and middle ground and rationale and logic. However, after watching this documentary, I am reminded how utterly oppressive men still want to be over women and how oppressive religion is over everyone. I don't care what I'm surprised they let you get hysterectomies when you're still of a viable age (laughs) honestly like nope you need to keep those baby making organs until you're too old to use them because that's what's going on I am surprised too now I don't care what you believe because basically if you believe in legislation against abortion you're against women period and though in my opinion women and men who work at Planned Parenthood or who provide abortions abortion care therapy and people who are compassionate to the horrible struggle a woman must go through in order to consider even having an abortion my new hero Even though Dr. Colleen and Donna, they are our heroes and they're women fighting for women. I have to tell you in this this documentary, I, 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 and I, listen, I I get a lot of finger waving for a lot of things that I say. And I know that I come hard on, come down hard on men a lot. And, you know, you guys have to deal with it. And I appreciate that you let me have these opinions and that we can all still love each other. However... I know that I can be very, 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 very hard, <laughs> like a very hard daddy. However, I wa- OK, so in watching this, there's a little clip and I'm going to play it um, because what came to me in my new hero comes in the form of a white old man who surprised me. And it's people <laughs> like this that really keep me having hope. It's in the package of a person I least suspect. It's the person I want to judge and I think will judge me. I'm a judgmental, hypocritical asshole. And I know that. But this guy who works as a security guard to the abortion clinic in Wichita, Kansas, well, he sums it all up right here. And I would say to people who are pro-life or pro-women controlling, if everyone would at least think like this, maybe we could put this fight to bed. Well, I've had uh, these people out here ask me what my thoughts and opinions of abortion itself is. And I give them the same answer, my opinion. I keep it that way. The main reason I'm here is that girl that flies up there on that flagpole. What I have against these people more than anything is that they keep trying to push their religion upon someone else in a nation that's supposed to have religious freedom. So there's that. episode of dumb gay politics yay thank you guys for listening if you haven't um signed up for our patreon yet go over to patreon.com slash dumb gay politics and pledge a dollar a week so you can hear our members only podcast um it's the friends who pay for the patreon that are keeping this free motherfucker going so if you enjoy this one you can thank them for providing it uh that is correct we have 1015 reviews on itunes and i wanted to read one that we got recently on September 4th, Heather Rain left us a review entitled, Want a New Middle-Aged Bestie? <laughs> oh, hmm. I've been stalking Julian Brandy through the television since I first fell in love with People's Couch years ago. I am still not over that cancellation and probably need more therapy. So do we. Anyway... <laughs> I adore these ladies. I would be willing to leave my snotty teenager and cranky husband to go live with them, at least during the winter months. I don't have much to offer other than (laughs) chubby Midwestern girl home cooking, Mm. many, many opinions, and the occasional forced laugh when needed most. So obviously, I love this podcast very much. I can combine my love of humor, these chicas, and my slight obsession with progressive politics, perfect while escaping into the tub, cleaning the litter box, or those super insomnia-laden evenings. Thanks, y'all. You have my gratitude. Heather in Wisconsin. Sigh. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, so sweet. Thank you, Heather. I I want that cooking. I know. Feel free to mail us any of your uh, (laughs) Midwestern um, home cooking. Casseroles or whatever. We're not going to say you're probably a lot less chubby than you think you are, (laughs) I'm sure you're. So thank you so much. We love that. That's so, so sweet. Um, God, people's couch. What a fucking life ruiner. (laughs) 
Fuck you, Bravo. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. So let us know. Don't forget to let us know about your your thoughts um, on a New York Live podcast. Yeah. Um, and as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful hand in hand. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme, maybe. Play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual. Transylvania <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Right. Or maybe a bite. Right. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> but not the symptom. 